Here we are. It's come time for the sermon. Well, praise the Lord. And we have a subject matter for you today. The mind of Christ. The Father, help us. Help us to adjust our minds this morning. As we've heard so much word today, Lord, and, and we know, Father, we need this word. Man can live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And Father, that's your book. That's your Bible. That's everything you have given this world to be able to know you and follow you. So, Father, your humble servant, ask you to be with him and give your word to encourage and strengthen everyone here today. I personally, in Jesus' name, I personally love the word. I really do love the word. It is, to me, it's been the most incredible and dramatic thing that I've ever learned in my life. It's, it's challenged every thought process that I had for all my life, for the first 39 years of my life. It challenged everything about me, the way I was, the way I speak, the way I act, and everything else that I do. Every part. There was nothing that did not go on turns. So I had a problem. People said, oh, Mark, I find this incredibly difficult, all these things that you keep teaching me, and I can't do it. Well, I have total empathy, sympathy, and every other empathy that you can have. Because it's the same as me. Don't you think I just woke up one day after being saved and went, oh, I feel like I'm an incredible preacher now. I can teach and go all around the world. No, I didn't feel like that. I felt just like you. Dear me, how come I fail every time? How come he tells me not to do this and then the next day I'll go and do it? How come he says I've got to speak like this? I, say, I can't have an attitude with people anymore. I don't get attitudes every day. There's something wrong. Do not lust. Do not lust. You know, and I said, I'm going to go around with my eyes shut. You know, and, and all these, I'd tell you, I had tons of it. Every single day for years and years. And, and I thought, how many times I said, I can't do this? Stacks. And then I'd read my Bible again. And it would say, I will help you. I will give you strength. And that I business, I had to think, oh no, Mark, it's not this I. It's that I. And that was a real massive change in my life to understand. It's not who I am. It's not all the, all the degrees I have. Very many things, but it's not that. Who he is. And what he's done. And what this world's all about. You know? And it, 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 it was so, even then it was so difficult. I didn't still find it easy, but the focus was going off me. And the focus began to change on him. Not what Mark thinks, but what God says. Well, I love it. I love the word. It has been a wonderful journey for me. And if you want to know some of the problems I've had, please see me and I'll give you some things that you would say, oh, my problems really aren't that bad. I promise you. Yet some Christians, have little knowledge 
of the world. They have little learning. They don't have very much teaching and therefore will not have, not love, they won't have very much respect for God's word either. It is the all in all. It is the only word that every single one of us know, that that should know for us to be saved, to stay saved, to be blessed and get to heaven. Just this word. We know the word of God was written specifically for the chosen people of God. That's who it was written to first. For his people in the Old Testament. He wanted a people for himself. Why? It was a, why did he do that? He wanted to make them a nation. He's promised for the, for the first man, Abraham, he called to start this nation. He promised him, I will make a nation from you. And Abraham, um, and Abraham was that man, and he would bless him and his, the generations that the descendants will be forever. Isn't that amazing? Let's just read it, Genesis 22, 15, 19. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven, and he said, by myself. So this is God speaking. This is not Abraham saying, this is God speaking. What his word says will come to pass. By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. You have not withheld your only son. Your only son. He did not. He went to kill him. God wanted a sacrifice. And he said, well, sacrifice your son. He was testing him. Man, you say, I hope God never tests me like that. Yes. So there's a test that we haven't had to go through. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of your enemies. In your seed, listen to this, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Don't forget, we are in this church, the descendants of Abraham. Amen. Blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Isn't that beautiful? Blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt in Beersheba because he didn't kill his son. God miraculously provided a ram stuck in a bush on the top of the mountain. So we know also that was a miracle. But he promised them. This is where the promises started with Abraham and his chosen people. Because he, do you know why he chose a people? He chose a people so they could be blessed of God and show the world that who God was. So everything they did, God would bless them if they obeyed. He promised them a land, and that's Israel today. And, and their, 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 their time on earth was to be spent worshipping the Lord obeying all of his commandments and by that obedience receive all the blessings that God wanted to give them. And, you know, if you really want to have a look at some of this wonderful stuff about blessings and cursings in the Old Testament, just go and read Deuteronomy 28. Go and read it and, and have a look. You know, 1 to 14 Tells, tells Israel that these are all the blessings you're going to get if you obey me. And it's 
blessed in the morning, blessed in the night. You get, you, 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 your family will be blessed. Your house will be blessed. Your land will be blessed. You're blessed, 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 if you obey. Well, verses 15 to 68 gives them the curses, telling them that if you don't obey, then this is what's going to happen to you. Well, man, read it. Read it. You're gonna you're gonna look at yourself today and go, oh my lord, I am glad. I'm glad that I'm I'm in this New Testament church now that I'm not in the Old Testament. And I'm sure I said last week, if most of us were in the Old Testament time, we'd all be stung to death by now. Amen. So you can you can just you can thank God that you wasn't born in the, in in those times. Um, well, I do. Anyhow. I used to think, well, I'd rather be back then. You know, but our minds are right. If you upset me, fire and brimstone. Open the floor and swallow them up, Lord. But no, this New Testament is about love. But you know, they did not fear the Lord. It's not amazing. Even when they seen, when they followed him, they would be blessed. They did not fear the Lord. And in the end, they received all the curses. And the final one was that they would be taken into captivity for the Israel. That's what happened. Yet, this word today tells us that the New Testament, that the letter of the law, killed. And that's why God had to change it. And you know, God would have poured out those blessings upon Israel forever, but he had to change it. Because of one thing, disobedience. We disobey God after we know what he wants us to do. That's us. No one else's fault. You cannot blame anyone else for God not blessing you. No one. Why? Whatever people have said to me and done to me, I'm just going to accept it. And blessed it. Remember, remember the, that last week the persecution. You know you're going to be persecuted. Well, rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Remember all those beautiful things. That trial of your test will produce perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope, and that hope will shed the God will shed the love of Him upon our hearts because we trust Him. Don't get too excited because you might fall off your seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, from the beginning, he had this plan that we, he would create a man, a son. That's right from the beginning. Can you not believe that? that he knew there's this plan. Right, if they don't do it, I'm going to do this. People say, well, Mark, didn't God know they wouldn't do it? He gave them the chance. It's lost like he gives us a chance. People say, well, doesn't God just pick us? No. He chooses everyone. He wants all men to be saved. So he's always trying somewhere, somehow, to get people to come to him by his spirit and should be by Christians who keep giving this word out. So it's important that we know that. And, of course, he knew from the beginning his name. Isn't that I love this idea. He knew it was going to be Jesus. How do we know? Because he said, through him all things were made. From the beginning. Isn't that beautiful? So this Jesus chap just didn't pop up from anywhere. It was in God's thoughts. In his plan. Remember John 1? In the beginning? 
was the word and the word was with god and the word was god and the word verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us that's jesus he is god manifest in the flesh read the scriptures it's beautiful and it's wonderful that this jesus came and gave us this new testament this new agreement this this new deal i bet the government needs a new deal as well so they need to get back to jesus don't they they'll probably get the best deal then but that's what it is it's for everyone every single person in this world even now today it's for someone to help them find god and also to help them understand who god is what he has for us and what he can do for us and it's so important that every single one of us know we're never on our own when we come to god never when we become saved when we, when we live a repentant life every single day repenting because you need to well i do and we all do amen amen we need to repent every day but what does god do he doesn't leave us just for the word the word is there to teach us what we should do he also gives us this spirit to empower us to be able to live like God wants us to live. Not our life, the life that He wants for us. This is certain. How do I know? It's a promise of God. It's a promise of God. He will never leave or forsake us and to be with Him. How? By sending His only begotten Son, Jesus, born of the Spirit, not of the flesh as all of us in creation have been since the beginning of time but of god's spirit god is everywhere he's around us now the whole world is in god he tells us in he tells us in in acts 17 26 that we have our very being in god a very life in god and when we got saved when we get saved and we receive the holy ghost god's spirit doesn't just live around us anymore he lives in us this is how the spirit changes us this how how he allows us to love when we should hate allows us to do good when we want to do bad that's the empowerment that jesus christ bought by his death incredible incredible story so this word tells us this bible tells us who god is what he is why he created the world why us made in his own image made in his own picture does god look like us or do we look god no. it's us it's the inside it's what we are it's our characters and that's why he wants us to be changed to have the character of the lord jesus christ that's our transformation so why do we study that's why so we can be taught all god's ways to be sure that we continue in our walk with god and we're separated from this perverse generation it is perverse never in our lives have we seen so many laws passed against what creation was even made for never before have we seen the anti-christ laws passed in this nation 
Never. So we can see the Antichrist is on the move in this country and every other country. We talked about the pestilence a few weeks ago. It's amazing, isn't it? That God said when the end times come, I shall send pestilence. Play. So you can say whatever you like. Oh, I, I, some great scriptures as well. You know, I, I read some from um, Exodus even this morning. Uh, and I, was it, yeah, I think it was another psalm as well. It was telling us how at the end that God will save us even from the pestilence. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't mean we, we just ignore social distancing. If we follow what people tell us, but it does mean also that God is there for us as well. So we need to know, every single one of us to need, need to know what are God's ways for our life? What should we be doing? How do we live our life? What, what is happening? We all know the majority of mankind doesn't even, don't even want to know. <coughs> they don't want to know God, do they? But that's not their fault. That's sometimes our fault. Because we haven't told them. Have we? Have they, Ted? Haven't told them, have they? You know, and Ted, Ted is a perfect, one of our perfect examples. Every single one of us here know that God taught them, <coughs> brought them, taught them, got them saved. So it's important. It's important we, we look at what God wants for us. You know, he said, who's got the mind of Christ? Who, is, who, who informed God at the beginning? Which one, which human being was there at the beginning telling God how to create the world? Who, who, who here would like to advise God on how to do it better? That's man. And man has tried to do that even within the church. And so it's so important that we, we know that God called every person to his kingdom. He's calling every single person into his kingdom. What is stopping them? All of us were called. For whatever reason, someone talked to us, someone taught us, someone, someone, someone showed us the way, showed us how to get saved. And then we became saved because we follow not the man. We follow what the Bible said. That's when we know that the people are following God when they begin to do what God is teaching them. So that's why we're here to, together today. Every single one of us, we've all, nearly all been saved here. We've got a few baptisms today. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. The final stage for some people here to be saved. Every single one of us know we have to repent. Every single one of us know we have to be baptized in full immersion in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. No other way. No other name, no other title. Read the Bible and it just tells us what we should do. But one of the, still the most wonderful thing is that when we give that repentance, that God wants to fill us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we shall speak in another tongue. How do I know? For everyone who received the Holy Ghost spoke in another tongue. Why shouldn't we have all what the Bible 
has given us. It is so important that we take what God gives us and use it. Listen, every single one of us can think about anything. You've got jobs and you've got things to do. We can we can think about anything you like. You know, if you if people have got hobbies and love hobbies, and I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that. People study and study, study and study certain subjects become they become so clever and so quick with those subjects. But it's important that we don't waste our time in doing things that really are not important to us. It is so important. We have to go to work. We've got to earn a living. And you youngsters, you've got to study hard. None of these, none of these little bits of study. You've got to study hard because that's, that's your basis for the future. The basis for the future. Don't, don't follow the crowd. Follow what's good for you and will give you a good future. See, it's the same as the Bible. You follow God and he promises he's going to give us a good future. Educate yourselves, get your exams, get a good job, get a good husband or a good wife. Hallelujah. Make sure you follow God. Hallelujah. And you'll get blessed. But you know, it's quite fascinating. Do you know what God thinks about you? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's just, just wonderful. He thinks about you. And he thinks what he could do with you. He thinks how he could bless you. He thinks how I could make your life better. And if you don't need your life to be better, well, that's okay. That's your choice. I know I want those things of God. Psalm 139, 17 to 18 says this. How precious are your thoughts for me, oh God. <laughs> precious. The precious he thinks about you. Not you're a bad person or you're this or you're that. The precious you are to him. That's what I just couldn't get over it when I just, you know. And, and what's even more profound? How great is the sum of them. How great is the sum of those precious thoughts he has for you. That just blew me away. I ended up just weeping. Just going, you know, we, we just won't accept what God has for us. <laughs> if I should count There would be more in number. Doesn't that fill you with humbleness, with humility? That God would think on you like that. There's the problem. We don't know, do we? People just don't know. They just don't know. No wonder Jesus, when he went, he says, go, go tell them, go teach them, go make disciples, go get them saved. No wonder he told his, his apostles and the church today, come on, get out, go and tell all these poor people. 
Why? Hosea 4, 6 says this. My people, his creation, are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. Being a priest for me. Isn't that awful? But this is the difference. This is the choices we make. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Yes, but remember the Old Testament? Blessing? Curse. But you know, God doesn't curse us. Guess who curses us today? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Don't look anywhere else. If you say the devil's after you, well, get him. Amen. Simple. What are we? People just don't know who this God is. Why he calls us to be salt and light. Why, why we've got to be light to the world. We've got to be his witnesses. We've got to be his ambassadors going out. We've got to be his disciples and his teachers telling everyone this is the only book that will tell us all you need to know for about this life and eternity. Everything, a blessed life, a happy life, no matter your circumstances, God will still give you hope for your future. That's his promise. And this is what God tells us. This is why this mind of ours sometimes a right cesspit. It thinks all the wrong things are not the right things. That's why he says to us in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, I beseech you, I beg you, I implore you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, present yourself a living sacrifice. Stop just wanting to do all what you want to do. Think about what God wants you to do. Then you'll get your blessings. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable. Reasonable, sir. It's not anything special. Reasonable. Is God reasonable with us? Oh, yes, he is. If you don't think he is, well, change your life and you'll be more reasonable. Hmm. Do not be conformed to this world. We get dragged in every little bit. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get the mind of Christ. That's what he wants for us. The mind of Christ that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What's God's will for you? Hmm. Right. Simple, isn't it? Why is it so difficult? Why is it so difficult to live as a Christian? Simple. We don't like battles. Most people don't even like simple confrontation, let alone a battle. The way we should be. It's the way, the way, the, the kindness and the love and the generosity and the faith and the, and the blessings should come forth. Not a battle to destroy people, but a battle to help. To get through to people. 2 Corinthians 10, 1 and 6. We have this battle, don't we? It's between good, that should be us, and bad, evil, the Bible calls it. And it's important that the battle starts 
fear in our mind. So it is so important that God gives us the ability to break out of the prison we have put ourselves in. He was like, oh, Mark, the devil's put me in. And I said, well, tell him to go away and unlock the prison. And then just walk out. Oh, you can't do that. Yes, you can. It's a battle of the mind. It's not of the flesh. 2 Corinthians 10, 1 to 6. Now I pour myself and pleading with you. Look at this. He's pleading. He's not just saying, oh, have a listen to this. I'm pleading. Read this. Have a look at this. Come on. Get down and look at it with, with you. By the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in the presence am lowly among you, but I am being absent and bold towards you. That's the difference. You have to be meek and humble, but be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. God, God wants this for you. But I beg you that when I'm present, I may not be bold with that confidence for which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as though we would walk according to the flesh. See, that's what people look at us. They look at what we used to be. They, they don't look at us of what God's trying to do with us. And even when we say we're Christians and try to teach them, they still have got this, this devilish thing inside them that you're like this, you're like this, you're like this. And we have to break that. Why? It's in the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Here it is, that knowledge. Bringing every thought, everything we think into captivity to the obedience of Christ. He wants us to have good thoughts for each other, good thoughts for ourselves. The moment you start thinking bad about yourself, you've gone right against God. Mm. Hallelujah. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience in your obedience. See here, no wonder he wants to give us the word to tell us how to do things. No wonder he wants us to change our minds of motion. No wonder he wants us to choose the good and not the bad. It is so important for every single one of us that we know it's a battle of the mind, nothing else. It's a battle, and we know, have to know how to fight it. We can't roll over. We've got to start putting the word in our lives. We know in Ephesians, in Ephesians 6, um, um, 10 to 20, it talks about the whole armor of God. And it, and it, and it, and it, actually, and it tells us that, you know, that we've got to be strong in the Lord. We've got to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, not ours. It's not who we are. It's who we are in Christ. It is so important that, you know, that we understand it's, it's not who I am. It's, it's who, who is in me. All these words that he's putting inside me and for us to, to give them out. One, to bless us, but also to help other people. That's what it's for. Freely give, freely receive, 
freely give. And it's, it's, it's incredible. The more teaching I do, the more God gives me to teach. The more blessings I give people, the more blessing God gives me. Everything, love, kindness, generosity, the more forgiveness I give, the more forgiveness I'm able to give. Amazing. So it's so important because what does he tell us to do? He said, you've got to put this armour of God on. You've got to put it on. It's not about saying, oh, that's the armour of God. It all sounds really good. Thank you very much. Yeah, what a great bit of teaching that is. Then you don't use it. Can you imagine being a medieval knight and all the rest have got all the armour on, everything on there and everything else, and you go, well, I've left my coat. Ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Ridiculous. So why don't we put the armour of God on every day? And we know what it is. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We look at a person. You ready for this? I'm going to watch the heads now. We look at a person and we make sometimes instantaneous judgments. Some of the first things they say, we make a judgment. We look at them, we make a judgment. But, oh, you shall not judge. Be careful, read all the scripture. For you shall be judged with what you judge against others. And we'll be judged by the word of God as Christians. So just be careful about that. Because we do. But we don't wrestle against what, what they do. We don't wrestle against the person. We do not. We wrestle against the powers of darkness that are around. That's the difference. It's not about the people. It's about what's in there. Wow, people say. What's in there? Well, if you're not with Christ, then what's in you? Well, it, it, it's very quick to say it. But we've got to understand it, haven't we? So when these people speak to you sometimes, they're not speaking of Christ. They're speaking of what's inside them. Just listen to what people say, and you'll know whether they're Christ-like or not. It is so simple. It's not about going, oh, I'm a Christian. I can see that you're the child of the devil. You know, they'll probably smack him in the mouth. <laughs> so you've got to be really careful. <laughs> you know, so, you know that, that's just stupidity. We talk to them. We befriend them. No, we put the armour of God on. The helmet of salvation. When you're saved, you're saved. No one can take that away except you. No one. No devil. No person on this earth can take your salvation away. The only person who can lose the salvation is you yourself. Okay? That's you. So don't let anyone tell you any other different than that. That's what it's there for. But, you know, it gives us a shield. It gives us a shield of faith. And that faith is in it'll take all the fiery darts of the devil. And it's so important that we, we have a shield. So where do we get our faith? We get our faith by coming to Bible study. Hello? By coming to church. You don't get faith on your own. God tells us when you're on your own, you are a target for the enemy. The devil comes around roaring like a like a lion. Do you know when the when, when, you know when the lion goes hunting, he doesn't roar? Because when he roars, he's just telling people, I'm here, oh, I'm a lion. 
But he doesn't do that when he's hunting. He goes around, slyly creeping around, downwind, looking for the way. He doesn't tap down elephants. That was a little baby elephant which has been born or is separated from the herd. Just like as a human being, the devil's waiting. Waiting till you're on your own. Waiting till you're down. Waiting till your doubt comes and he piles it. Piles it. Gives you all the thoughts. Gives you all the stuff that you doesn't want to do. Put your shield of faith. You've got truth. You know, you know, in this church, we, we promise you that we'll, we will only preach you the truth. We won't give you anything. We won't give it any, any description from anything else. It will be the scripture and the scripture alone because that's then we've got a belt of truth which will hold us together. It's so important that we know this. I'll quickly move on. Let's get the, get the sword out, shall we? Let's get the sword out. It's our only attacking weapon. Is the sword. You know, you've got a breastplate to cover your heart. That's to make sure that your heart's protected. Once you get a broken heart, it hurts, doesn't it? But it's so important. All this, that's righteousness. When we're living right for God, our heart's protected. So simple. When we're not living for God and we're not, yeah, our heart, be careful. Your heart's not protected. And the devil will come in, but that's that. It's that sword. We defeat the enemy by the word of God. It is so important we use the word. So when who 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 speaks to you? Who tells you you're no good? Who tells you you are no good? Who tells you 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 you're, gonna, you're hopeless? You're never gonna you're never gonna come to nothing. Who tells you you can't be successful? Who tells you you can't be a fantastic Christian? Like you? Who tells you? Who tells you that you can't do things? Who? Who tells you that you, you're a liar? Who tells you? Who tells you all this? We get these things in our head, and what does it do to us? Doubt. And we, and we then when we start getting doubt and stuff like that, you know, everything changes. There's only one thing in this world that does that. It's the enemy. The enemy. Lucifer, he was called at the beginning. The devil, Satan, the serpent, the adversary, and this is the one, the father of all lies. Don't listen to me tonight. When you're saved, you're a child of God, and no one will take that away from you. Tells you you've got power over the devil. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got power. And you've got power over all the enemy. Hello? Hello, all the enemy. Please, please, please. If the enemy's chasing you, turn around and face it. Get me beyond me, Satan. Use the scriptures. Use the scriptures. I bind. I bind those spirits in Jesus' name. And I let loose from heaven the spirit of truth and freedom. Because where the spirit is, there is liberty. And that liberty is so we can be free. Free to pray, free to witness, free to worship. Free to be the people that God wants us to be. A happy, joyful, generous, loving, kind, supportive, teaching, preaching, wonderful, excited, happy, clapping, dancing people of God. 
No matter what the circumstance, no matter what you're going through, I'm still going to sit and sup with my God at the banqueting table, no matter what people do against me. Because there's a promise of God for every single person that will follow and believe. That's my God. That's the mind of Christ who works in us. No more. No more of who I am. No more of what I want to do. Show me, Father. Use me, God. Look at them. Look at the incredible people in the Bible. People like Isaiah. I saw him not high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. And he said, who shall go and tell them? And Isaiah said, send me. He said, but I'm a man of unclean lips. And an angel come to the throne of God and took a coal from him, put it to his tongue, and he cleansed him. He got rid of that, that doubt and the, and the sin that he thought he had. And Isaiah become a great prophet to the nation. Don't tell me you can't do that. Don't tell me God can't do anything with you. Don't you dare tell me the devil's after you. Turn and get rid of him. In Jesus' name. This is us as born again Christians. This is the power that he's put in us. This is the word of God that he wants to, to flow freely. Oh yes, be humble. Be humble, be meek. For those who are going to be humble and meek to. Be bold and be strong for the people that need to be strong. He tells us to be gentle as a joven and as wily as a serpent. Just as how crafty the devil is to get you. We've got to do a little bit of craftiness to get people saved. Not crafty, but deceit. It's just, ooh, move around and see what they're like. See what comes out of their mouths. Understand what they're saying. And then move in with the word of God. Be spiritual. Stop being in your flesh. You sow flesh, you reap flesh. We corrupt ourselves if we think we're going to do this in the flesh. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you again, Lord, for encouraging us with saints that want. To be baptized, Lord. You know how many times I've said I've repented to you that we haven't done it before. We're here today. And we have we have three people who have asked to be baptized, Lord, so that's wonderful. When we get there, anyone who else wants to be baptized, we'll baptize you. But don't worry. Lord, put this version in. Father, you're sowing this word into us. And you want to sow it into fertile ground. Why? So that it will grow and produce its own harvest. 30, 50, or 100. Church, that's God's promise. Read it. It's incredible. Some of you will see thousands. Thousands and thousands. And if you really want it, 
You could even have your day of Pentecost for yourself, where you see 3,000 souls. What? Who, me? No. The God inside. Yeah. Have you Christ? No, we wear it. Look, I'm going to give you a bullet. Just one more song.